Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. 
Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Kaboom! If you thought four hours a day, 1,200 minutes a week was enough, think again. He's the last remnants of the old republic, a sole bastion of fairness. He treats crackheads in the ghetto gutter the same as the rich pill poppers in the penthouse. Wow. The clearinghouse of hot takes break free for something special. The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller starts right now. That it does. We are in the air everywhere, coast to coast, border to border and beyond, because as you know, four hours, clearly not enough on the overnight. We do this eight days a week, eight days a week. The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller made possible in part at least for us, by Cameo, Cameo Cameo.com. And uh, I've done a a few of those things recently. But by the way, uh, it does help us out if you – some of you guys haven't been writing reviews lately, and you want those. I don't mind doing them because some people are like, "Hey, keep it private. I don't want this getting out there," which is fine. I'm cool with that. But uh, you know, just do a little review thing. Do a little review. It's it's kind of cool there. So if you want a cameo, personal video, it's not that much. Although I I was told we'll bring in David Gascon from West of the 405, who ruined the show the other night. Uh, we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, there he is. No applause today, Gascon. We don't have any applause for, for no, you. I, I think yeah. the uh, the crowd that normally uh, arrives with me is sound asleep. Uh, they've been working hard over the last 48 hours, and so uh, they've taken some time yeah. off, uh, although I have not. So Interesting. Uh, interesting. Uh, so we had Arnie on yesterday. I love Arnie, man. I, 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 we had so many good times back in the day. I hope people didn't hate that. That was like old guy, uh, you know, glory days radio. We were talking about the glory days, but we had so much fun. It was great. I, I don't hate listening to that stuff. I just, um, I don't know about you, but like listening back to those things or listening to you guys talk, it just, it kind of makes me disappointed because you guys did what you did and you can't do that anymore. Oh, I know. I know. And it's like it happened like in front of my eyes and I didn't quite realize it. And now it's gone. Yeah, it's gone. That time is gone. Uh, you know, but hey, I, the way I look at it, like even now, I guarantee you whoever's doing radio 20 years from now, knock on wood, I'll be doing it and you'll be doing it. But you know, say, oh, it was better 20 years ago, you know, because things continue to evolve and change. I would love to see it go back. I don't know a way it would go back, though. I don't know a way that it could go back to the way it had been. You know, 20, 20 years ago, twenty five years ago, and whatnot. But. I, just, I just think it's tough because we, you discussed this when you were working at WEEI, is that you get one person that makes a claim and starts grabbing audio from whatever you said, takes offense to it, and goes up the food chain of a program director or a GM, and then boom, you guys are fired. Oh yeah, well we had Jerry Callahan, my Jerry Callahan, my friend from Boston, who does yeah. a podcast now, and Jerry's great, and he was very talented, had a great run as a, well he was a columnist in Boston, and a very successful writer at Sports Illustrated, had a popular show, they had the number one morning show in Boston, yeah. the uh, the Kirk and, and Callahan show, and it all went away because of one nut job that uh, had a axe to grind and didn't like him, and had a lot of money, and just kept uh, attacking them until uh, you know the sponsors and things like that until the station decided to do, uh, to go their separate way it's a it's a cautionary tale it's a very scary tale they should make a movie i, t- I told jerry when we had him on i believe that I, uh, not that they make many radio movies anymore but they should make a movie about that that's a horror story is what that is <laughs> that is a horror story and there's no other way uh, to tell it so anyway uh coming up on today's podcast we have a look back another look back 
And we didn't obviously get to this on Friday because we had Arnie uh, in here. And But a lot of people have been sending me messages here and commenting about your performance on the show. And so we're going to get to that. And we, we also have one of my favorite bits. And why not? Uh, we will do pop quiz. We'll do a few pop quiz questions as well. And so, and whatever else pops up, Gascon, whatever else pops up. And it's the Halloween season. It's election season. We had the vice presidential debate the other day. We both watched that. Yeah. It was taken over by a fly, which is uh, still amazing <laughs> to me. I, uh, of all the things, the, a fly, which is probably dead, right? Don't the uh, the average fly last like a couple of days? That's it, I think. Uh, the, the question is, did you time it? Did you clock the fly on Vice President Mike Pence's head? Well, as soon as I noticed it, I was in such a panic. I, I was I was watching the baseball game on one TV, and I had the, the debate on the other, and so, or I had a debate on the uh, the TV, and I had the baseball game on the computer, and so I mean, I fly you know i tweeted you i text you i was like fly fly and uh as you said on the show you thought that was a baseball reference which i get um and i oh it was amazing it was the most dramatic thing i was like when is the fly is that fly dead you know maybe the fly's dead and you know they should you know stop it and get rid of the dead fly and i say because a fly doesn't usually my my experience with flies is they don't normally stay in one place very long yeah they're always moving. They're always flying around. Right. And that fly sat there and was like, I'm moving in. Uh, I'm going to nest in the hair of the vice president of the United States on live national television during a vice presidential debate. And uh, Mike Pence, uh, he was so focused on what he was saying. Um, and I give him credit for this. He did not. He did not acknowledge the fly. And the other thing is, you know, from doing TV guest gun, there's there's monitors around there. They know. They can see if they look at the monitor. <laughs> you, it's hard not to notice the fly. He's got white hair, and there's a black fly landing on his head. Yeah, I, I, I think it's safe to say though, with where Mike Pence was at and who he was with. This is this was like Rocky going into Russia in Rocky Four against Drago. Like nobody's going to do that guy any favors at all you had a oh yeah a well it's kind of, moderator yeah. and then senator kamala harris so. well it's kind of like me doing the show it's benny versus the world every night uh, benny versus the world just spit, spit in facts spit 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 facts yeah. do you like did you like uh kamala harris is there her gyrations her body language to the camera nah, it was a little did you enjoy that kind of reminded me of uh of, of hillary clinton from 2016 yeah. Yeah, I wonder if that's going to work. Like, it won't. It, it, yeah, I, I tend to agree. I think, like, I obviously, I um, you know, look in the other direction here. But even if you're, I don't know if anyone's actually neutral. But I don't. I just that kind of people like that. If that's real, I don't think she's real. She's a politician. She's uh, been very successful at picking men to help her out. But uh, I. I just can't imagine that that you want to be around people like that. With the, 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 you know, it's just it was very annoying. She was one of the lowest rated Democratic nominees for the president of the United States. Who was the guy that helped her early on in her career that she was uh, going on with? What was the guy's name oh, in San Francisco? Oh, the mayor, right? Was it like Mayor Brown or something uh, like that? Okay, yeah, I forget. I read it somewhere online, but uh, yeah, there you go. I just the, I mean, the posturing is one thing, but. I mean, you have, like you said, you have cameras on you 24-7, so they're taking any kind of body language away, and yeah, Mike Pence was kind of, it was cool. I, I know that he interrupted her a couple times, and the moderator also said, like, hey, you're constantly talking over her, you're interrupting her, we need to give her some time. We're actually, at the end of the debate, Senator Harris had more talking time than yeah. Vice President Pence. Uh, hmm, wonder how that happened. Yeah. 
Yeah, I did like that Pence at one point, he, uh, you know, with all these, they don't directly answer the question. So you didn't answer the question, you know? Yeah. She, she didn't answer the question. She, you know, tap danced around, just smiled and winked at the camera and moved on. Yeah. Like every hack politician ever. Yeah. That's how they all do it. Yeah. It's, so. it's, uh, it's a fun time, but it, it's extremely volatile. And I think it'll probably be even more volatile as the days get closer to November the 3rd, especially on your show, because you, it seems like you have a split squad on, <laughs> the Ben Mallory show. Uh, yeah, well, it's not a political show, but yeah, I mean, Coop doesn't get any more, uh, you know, lim- limousine liberal than Coop Loop. I mean, he's the definition of that. And uh, Roberto's, uh, I think, that way as well. I don't know. And uh, Eddie's just kind of neutral. Eddie doesn't really get into it that much. But uh, yeah, that's fine. Listen, we'll, we'll be on the night of the election, which uh, I don't know how much sports we're going to talk <laughs> about, but. Uh, it's going to be a crazy night, man. It's going to be a crazy night, election night. I just remember the mandate from a few years ago that was sent out to everybody. Don't talk politics. This is a day. It was the day after the election Yeah, when things went down. And I just like, all right, so I wonder what host it was. And then I found out. And I'm like, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. So, well, it wasn't me, Gascon. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't me that... Uh, it got in that trouble. I mean, there's a way that you could kind of bleed it in and bleed it out, right? As opposed to going. No, and, and listen, I mean, I, obviously, there's a podcast. We talk about politics a little bit, but it's it's you know, mostly a sports podcast. And I, I understand people tune in to hear sports, and I get that. I I understand that's the argument. And during the middle of the pandemic, we did show there were no sports going on, so we talked about a lot of different things and. People were triggered by it. Some people, some people loved it and wanted us just to do that and. It's pretty much a microcosm of society today, right? You know, depending on your, you, you look for you look for your people that are your cheerleaders, to, and you want to hear people that are on your team, and that's what you want to hear. And, and I'm all for that, but it's it's even more odd nowadays when we go on social media, and we actually have colleagues that are rooting or tweeting or retweeting or favoriting tweets from individuals that support a sitting president not only getting the coronavirus, but potentially dying from it. Oh, yeah. Well, that, that was... <laughs> that is so I, uh, some of the, some of the Some of the news reports from the, uh, from the liberal outposts in the media were hilarious. Like, they were really excited. I had friends of mine uh, that are, you know, some of my buddies who I worked with in the past who are big liberal guys. And I was like, they were, like, really excited. They thought this was going to do in yeah. Trump. They were, like, convinced that this was it. Their dreams were going to come true. And it was a month before the election. And, oh, my God, this is the most wonderful thing. And, and then to see their reaction when, like, a couple of days later, he's back at the uh, White House. Oh, my God. Yeah. They were so upset. They were so angry. So angry that Trump did not end up in a, on a ventilator somewhere. I, oh. I, I get it. Some people love him. Some people hate him. But how fucking... How morbid do you got to be to root for a sitting president to die from a, a terrible disease? <laughs> yeah, I, you yeah, know, I, listen, I, I've said many times, I, I obviously more on the Republican side, but I, I would love to meet a president, any president. Yeah. I think it'd be cool. I, I respect the office of the presidency, and, uh, and this is kind of how I was raised. I know a lot of people only respect it if their team's in the White House, but I don't. I mean, if if Biden happens to win and, uh, you know, he wants to invite me over there, I'll hang out with him. I'm not against that. You know, I'm, I'm open to it, but uh, a lot of people are like, no, 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 you, I can't. Can't hang out with. I always love when you go to the, they go to like the 
Nazi card, right? That's yeah. always, uh, as I said with Coop, and Coop got so upset with me. <laughs> he got so upset with me, Gascon, when I brought this up. But I, it's true. It's like Goodwin's law. Yeah. It is accepted when anybody brings up the Hitler card, you've lost the argument. Right. And and also any trace of respect, uh, having to resort to comparing the person you don't like to the most infamous mass murdering evil dictator in the history of the modern world, um, you've lost. Yeah. And uh, people just continue to do it, though. That's their go-to card. And I, so. I saw an NBC reporter say the other day that he felt safer reporting in North Korea than he does inside the White House. That was awesome. Oh, is that right? That was awesome. Well, I, that's uh, it's the same as like the crap LeBron James and some of these people are saying. It's just absurd. But they, they have a forum to say it, and they're saying it. it so it's. Uh, I, hey. think, I think the best part of, with that forum is that over the last three and a half, four years now, is that I have discovered, and I'm sure you have too, that I have discovered so many people on social media that are not only CPAs, but they're criminal investigators, they're doctors, uh, they're they're virologists. Like everyone is tied now to all things politics. That they're professionals in all these different categories, revolving around the president of the United States. Yeah. Well, I would like to know, and maybe you know this. Like, you know, I, I don't. I'm not all that. I don't tweet a lot, but I'm on Twitter, and I'll I'll send out videos of the show, and occasionally I'll throw out a great one-liner about the Dodgers, or something like that, or the. Astros. Um, but there are people, I am convinced, because when Trump tweets something out and he goes on these Twitter storms, it's like the same seven or eight people. <laughs> and it doesn't matter. Like Trump, President Trump will tweet at random times. Yeah. And no matter when he sends the tweet out, it's like the same seven or eight people that are right there ready to throw a counterpunch. Yeah. Like, what are these? Are they always just staring refresh, refresh on their phones? Or they get some kind of an alert there within a minute? Oh, yeah. Within a minute, they're immediately responding to whatever he says. And whatever he says is wrong. Whatever he says is wrong. He could say, I have solved hunger. I have solved poverty. And you are a bum. How dare you? You are a liar and a rat. People deserve to have poverty. What's wrong with you? Well, it's like the notifications for Adam Schefter or Adrian Wojnarowski. As soon as they tweet something out and you have your notifications on for those guys, you get them right away. And you know everyone's kind of locked at the hip with whatever you know Trump tweets out or Obama yeah. or Hillary. And so notifications pop up right away. Got something in the, uh, the tank already. And you respond, let it rip. So... Let her rip, man. Yeah. Let her rip. Do, you, Do these people have lives? I mean, some of these people aren't middle. They're not media people. I don't think they are. No. But I, I did. I, I appreciated what you said to me the other day. You said you've you've taken your foot off the gas in being on social media as much as you used to. Oh, I have. Yeah. You know, I, I was on there way too much and I was getting really worked up into a lather about everything because everything is just outrageous and, you know, everything's a disaster. And I was like, eh, I'm going to take a step back. So my new thing is <laughs> I, I shut, shut her down uh, before I go to bed. I get up. I don't look at the social media. It's not the first thing I look at when I get up anymore. I go for a walk. And and then I come back. I have you know, so if I eat that day, I don't eat a couple days a week, but I'll have a meal. And then at that point, I lock in. I'm like, okay, I got to get a show together, and then I'll look at it. But I, 
Yeah, I'm not obsessing with it anymore because it's just you know it's, it's it drives you to the madhouse. It, it does. It, you just can't do it all the time. I mean, but you're on there. You're on there a ton still, though. You're on there a lot more than more than I am now, yeah, right? That's what happens when you tag me in tweets and decide to defecate on my my name and and my soul. What are, what are you talking about? I uh, you know last year you took a picture of my car and then tweeted it <laughs> onto the network Twitter account, and then a few days ago you decided to put out a poll question. Discussing my performance producing yeah. your show. That's and right. You were in. You were in the big chair as a producer in for the Koopa Loop who's on vacation. Ooh, taboo. How about Coop going on vacation? Hmm. Uh, anyway, so you you came in there. You sat in. That was the Wednesday and the Thursday show. So a few days back, and uh, I was just I was asking the the people, the militia, what grade would you give David Gascon for his performance producing our show? And the people voted, and they're still. Uh, I think the vote's over now. There were hundreds of people that voted Gascon. You'd be very happy. We had a great turnout yes. for that. Um, and I, I think, if I remember correctly, uh, it, it was abject failure, I believe, was the the vote that you the grade you got was abject failure with a wink and a nod to underwhelming, useless, and crummy. But not Joe Crummy, the old talk show host from back in the day, Joe Crummy, yeah. who was very good, a good talk show host, Joe Crummy. He used to work at KFI, worked in New York for a long time. I don't know where he is now, but... It was good. Well, in the in the day and age with universities getting rid of uh, college admi- admission exams, yes, um, I must say that uh, I do pass uh, the Ben Mallard test in terms of producing. Wait, wait. So you're now what grade would you give? You keep in mind now you chose to go rogue. You chose to go AWOL. You decided not to screen calls for the first two and a half hours of the show. Yes. You then told me in talkback, "Hey Ben, we I opened the lines. We've got some calls." Then you gave me a bogus name which turned out to be tammy in montana yeah, she was good a ringer yeah. she's in the tank for gascon yeah. so then we didn't take any more calls if i remember correctly we just did the show fine i have plenty of content i don't have to take a call that's not the point yeah. but it's a call in radio show so so then at the last bit we did factor fiction that was good and you actually screened the calls i thought okay gascon's coming around he wants to do the bit right here we go <laughs> we're in right and you are such a stumble bum. You're such a mama Luke that you couldn't figure out the phone system at Fox Sports Radio and you couldn't get the people on and off quick enough so I could get to all the judges. I didn't even get to all the judges that were on hold. And then you started hanging up on people. And then I, I read the stories and I was going to go back and I was going to have them you know, try to answer. And you could not figure out who was on who. But I remember the first call, which I thought was Jack the Judge, was some guy in Iowa. Yeah, that's right. Derek in Iowa. Yeah, Derek right. in Iowa. Iowa. Hung up yes. on his ass. Yes. What's up with that, man? Yeah. Well, that I mean, was, that was, as Nostradamus said, my friend in Seattle, that was Hindenburg-esque is what that was. I, I just love that you go to him and he's live on radio and he decides to take a shot. Like he called in to be a part of a segment. So yeah, I thought that was act, great. Act that like was funny. Asshole, he got treated like an asshole. So he was, uh, he was punted down the road. Uh, so was Justin in Cincinnati. That was great. Jack, who called in, a woman by the name of Leslie called first. I didn't Leslie, know. yes. Leslie I, and Jack the judge. I, sure. I, I didn't know that. So she called first and put him on the line. 
Um, we went to him, and he just took a second to respond to your question. So, well, I think he took a second because he wasn't potted up. I think he wasn't prepared. You were not prepared to have him on there. So, what what letter grade A, B, C, D, uh, F would you give yourself? I think I'd give myself a solid B plus. Uh, I made the show B plus. Yeah, that's above average. Yeah, it's a, above I mean, average. It's, my my fucking ass. That's I, above I, average. I, Were you kidding me? I'd give myself an eighty eight. Part of the reason is because an eighty eight. Yeah, not that only, is that is an F. That yeah. is a Failure. Listen, how that many- is a fail. You fit. You you didn't do the basics. You that's the easiest job in the world. No, 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 no. You sit there that and is- it lights up like a Christmas tree. It starts blinking. You say hello, Fox Sports Radio. What do you want to talk about? Name and city. You put it in, and then you just tell me the calls, and I go to the calls. It's the easiest gig in the world. Well, it's not necessarily just that. You're like I'm only not only doing that one thing. The the night before, I was giving you some questions for. Uh, a bit that we had in Mallory of the Third Degree. I was telling you what I was going to discuss on that portion of the show. Um, we talked six hours prior to the show starting about, you know, the rundown, how you want to open up the show, the other monologues. Yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. Wait, 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 wait. That was not that was not a two way conversation. All right, uh, you asked me what I was oh. going to be talking about, which is nice. I don't normally get asked what I'm going right. to be talking about. Normally, right. that right. does not happen right. um, until like a minute before the show. But anyway, uh, so you asked me what I was uh, interested in talking about or whatever. So I I then told you. At that time, I think I only had three things. I, I needed a fourth thing. Yes. And then the I had some NFL stories that were interested in the interesting. And then I was going to do an Astros monologue, but I, I said I'm going to wait on it because the series isn't over yet, and I want to wait. And then and then the Dodger Padre thing happened with Machado right. and Bruce Dar uh, Gratterall, so that, that I ran with that. That right. was that was so good. I would have. Uh, I'm glad I waited on that. So that you got to wait, man. You got to let it let it happen. Let guys. it breathe a little bit. So yeah, so I got you some sound for that. No, 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 no. I sent you a Ron Rivera soundbite and a JJ Watt soundbite. That's fine. Those are those yeah. are two things that I was able to get into the system for you and play. <laughs> you are such a douche. You um, are unbelievable. Wait a minute, hold on. You have you can you can take a crap on me for for fucking up on a phone call. Yes, you know how which much, you did. Do you know yes. how much time I put into prep Benny versus the Penny? No acknowledgement for that. Wait, 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 whatsoever. wait. I, I I work from no, no, two. No, no. Wait, no, no, wait, wait. From Tuesday until just before we do the thing on Friday, yes. I I am intolerable here trying to handicap the games. Of course, the great thing is I should, you know, I spend all this time and I've been, I've been terrible the last <laughs> couple of weeks, which is really unspeakable how annoying that is that, yeah. you know, you spend all this time and you're just dreadful at picking games. It's baffling, uh, but that's been the way it happens sometimes. But that's a hobby of mine. Yeah. I'm not getting paid for that. You know, we get this, you know, the Maller Militia. You can't block the Maller Militia from the chat room, though. See, that's the problem. They're in there. Those lunatics are in there, yeah. and they're, those loggerheads are uh, going nuts, and I love it. Oh, yeah. I love the P1s, the super fans of the show that are on Benny versus the Penny in that chat on the YouTube. It's wonderful. Yeah, well, I I build that out. I create graphics for each game. Uh, I, I create graphics for you and myself. So I produce that. 
co-host yeah. it with you and monitor everything on the group yeah. chat. So my my heart bleeds for you guys. No, I, yeah, I, my heart bleeds. I, I'm for not you. asking it to bleed. I'm just saying you should acknowledge everything as opposed to yeah. one. Small I'm allowing thing you. I'm allowing you. Guess what? I'm allowing you to sit on a gold mine here, the Malum Militia <laughs> brand. I'm allowing you to enter. Well, the holy. This is as Mike North would say, the big leagues. Yeah. Okay, this is the big leagues. You're not in the minors anymore. That's well, what Mike Mike North would say. Well, if there's any indication of how this thing will result, is that one day you'll have me fired from the show, and I'll, <laughs> and I'll end up hosting a one-hour show on the Mighty 1090. <laughs> that is a low blow. You're so jealous, Gaskin. No, I'm You're not so jealous. jealous. I'm just saying. You know, you, you have such a defeatist. You know, <laughs> obstacles are holding me back. Oh, my God. Instead of saying obstacles help me, right? Create your own reality. You don't do any of that stuff. What are you talking you have, about? You have such a victim mentality. Life happens to me. Oh, my God. I can't start until you give me a favor. Start before. You should start before you're ready. It leads to success, right? Yes. It's too hard. I I can't do it, man. If it were easy, everyone would do it. Okay, everyone would do it. Well, my I, God, I, I thought the show went great. We give you enough fodder for forty eight hours, and uh... great. If you had told me, it would have been one thing. You say, "Hey, Ben, I'm not. No calls tonight." No calls. Yeah, time. but you like, didn't tell me that. Like you just you just left me high and dry. Yeah. How about a little communication? Listen. How about a little synergy? Yeah. How about a little? Hey, here's what I'm thinking. I don't know how to use the phone system, and I'm lazy. So why don't we not take any calls tonight? How about that? A little cooperation, a little harmony in the community. That's not the case, though. I mean, do you tell your wife what you got her for Christmas prior to her opening up the gift? Yes. No, you because don't. She, yes, I do. Because she normally says, "I want this or this. Pick one." <laughs> so I'm like, "Okay, thank you very." much that's a good wife i'll get one of those two things done done i don't have to stress about it uh at all listen sometimes life gives you some surprises but listen guess what you know i'm hardwired when i do show prep and i'm obsessive about show prep and i'm because of hacksaw and the way i was raised in radio you're paranoid well i'm paranoid i don't want to be caught with my pants down yeah on radio i'm not prepared and i'm like well so i always it's this tug of war with how much prep and not enough prep and i factor in that i'm going to take a certain number of calls because I got the whack pack of Mallard Militia guys to call. So if you just let me know, no calls, I'm fine with that. I don't mind that you don't want to take calls. I'm okay with that. I can adjust, right? And I can crisscross some things and then I'll be okay. Well, how about this moving forward? How about you have a little trust and a little faith? Well, I had faith in you and it was such a mess. I've been here for you after I've, for gotten, me. I've gotten hit by a car, after oh, I had go. a window blown out, after here I've we had go. some major surgery, uh-huh. I have yeah. been here for you. I've been sick on okay. my deathbed, so and not only, I have not, been here. Not only is my heart bleeding for you, I am now going to the closet to get out, again, the world's smallest violin. Uh-huh. I play that every week for you. I am just asking you to have yeah. a little bit of faith. You know That's what happens? It. So I, I'm a Taurus. You know what that means? That means you, you've been. I'm a I'm a bull, and when you mess with the bull, you get the horns, Gascon. Yeah. You, you're gonna learn that at some point, okay? Yeah. You mess with the bull, you get the horns. I'm the bull. You messed with the bull, you got the horns. So oh, I'm such a victim. Oh whoa 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 whoa. You're like the victim, victim, victim. You're like the you're like the bride that's been left at the altar by the groom.
You've just been screwed over after producer after producer. After well, that producer. part is true, but uh, that's fine. Yeah, you know, so I don't, I don't bring, I don't complain about it all the time. I don't blame other people. I don't sit there and wallow in victimhood. I'm like, all right, I've had some bad luck randomly with people that are lazy or whatever. That's fine. Uh, I got the text you messages know. that say otherwise. Well, I'm just, I'm <laughs> alerting, I'm just alerting you, Gascon. I'm just alerting you. I'm alerting you to that, right? I, I think it makes for a better. You like show. that kind of thing. You like to hear about the pity train and all that, you, you know? No, but I, I do enjoy good theater, and when things don't go right, uh, especially on on any kind of show, it makes for good theater. You get some people that loved it, and you get some people that bitched and moaned about it. That's fine. Let them walk it off. So your your thing in your head, your neurosis is it was so bad it was good that it was such a feeble no. performance that it was some people like it and so therefore it's passable. Well, you get some guys that are just so stuck in their ways and having everything they want and need as callers that they don't like being thrown a curveball. And yeah. I threw them a curveball. They didn't adjust. You, you know, Gascon, uh, this is, and we've brought this up before. I'm sure I've mentioned this in the podcast. One of the crazy things in my head. Um, but at least at any given time, 20% of Americans will believe any fucking thing you say. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's an amazing uh, hand to God. There have been studies on this. Uh, there's a lot of craziness. You could say the most ridiculous thing in the world, and about 20% of people. We'll believe you. Yeah. Right? Whatever you think is the craziest thing, right? It's that old old quote from from Mark Twain. It's easier to fool the masses than to convince them they are being fooled. Right. <laughs> which is which is so and he's been dead for years, but it's uh it's accurate. So you would admit that your callers are part of a cult following that they just drink whatever Kool-Aid you pour into their glass. No, my callers are hardworking people. These are people uh, that, that love radio and appreciate hardworking radio, that want to be part of the show, that are pulling the chain the same way I'm pulling it. They're not pulling against me. These are people that want to see the show do well. They want to be a part of the show. They want to be characters on the show. They like that I goof on them occasionally, and they're but they like that they're they're part of what we do here, that we're a dysfunctional family in the Malin Militia. We've got a dopey oath and all that stuff, and we bust each other's balls, but we love each each other and that's that's how it works on this show and i appreciate that and i think if no they, you don't if they want to be a part of the show don't call in and be an asshole to me how about that how about oh, you are such a snowflake you are such a snowflake you are such a you are such a snowflake right i think i did Listen. myself a, a service that night um Less stress, less food. It was terrible. It's fine. I, it was terrible. You are not part of Benny's brigade of the Maller militia. You are not. I think the one thing that's for certain is the podcasts were not messed up. They were crystal clear and perfect. The audio was great. Nice. I don't know. Is that? Uh, did you clean up that first hour podcast? Did you clean that up? Because I heard there might have been a mistake originally. Yeah. No. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> the dedication is unbelievable. All right, we got a we got a little time for pop quiz. Yes, a little time for pop yeah. quiz here. All right, we'll do some pop quiz questions. These are actual questions that I have found from scouring the internet because I have no life. I have no life, and that's how we do it. Okay, let's go here. Uh, 87% of parents say their kids look up to this person. Who is it? Um The president. The president? Are you not, nuts? Not this president, but a president. No. No. You want to guess something else? I'd say a pop singer. No. The uh, The answer, Gascon, is their coach. Oh. Their coach. 
Do kids actually have coaches these days? Because I thought all sports were shut down. At least in California, I thought they were all all shut down. And they have guides, and then they have their parents that start yelling at the coaches like they're the smartest people in the room. So that's what we got these days. It used to be when I was younger, it would be like the clergyman, right? The rabbi, the priest, the, uh, the shaman, whoever. Yeah, that would be the most important person, but not now. No, not anymore. Not anymore. All right. Do um, uh, you have something to add? Yes, yeah. No, I was going to say, I, did you have like a principal or a dean of discipline that was uh, a priest or a nun or anything like that? No, I didn't go to religious school. I had a a teacher. I didn't really have a teacher that I fell in love with that I thought was like really cool until I got to high school. I had a guy that was like a speech teacher, kind of like debate guy, and I thought that guy was really on the ball. He knew what he was doing, and yeah. and he, and I wasn't doing that great in school. And he was like, uh, "Yeah, don't worry about this bullshit. You know, you're gonna do fine <laughs> in life. You know." And I was like, "Yeah, that's kind of kind of you know." I just connected with the guy. That's so. good. Uh, all right. Research suggests that women have bigger ones than men. What is it? Eyes. Oh, boy. This is dangerous. Eyes? Eyes? Yeah. Uh, no, hangovers. Wow. That makes sense, though, because women are generally smaller than men, although I've dated some that were bigger. But uh, they're generally smaller than men, and so isn't it a lot of that is based on weight? Yeah, it is. Isn't it based on, so that would make sense, right, if you're someone who weighs less than a dude. Um so wait a minute. So if you weigh less, the alcohol affects you more, right? That's usually how it works. Yes. Am I correct on that? Yes. All right. When's the last time you had a massive hangover? I haven't drank in a long time, so I would really. You gave it up for for religious reasons, or? Well, no. I mean, I was on antibiotics for a little while, ah. and uh, COVID. Yeah, I'm more of a social drinker. I don't drink at home. All the bars are closed, and yeah, I can't spend eighteen dollars for a shot of whiskey. I know you are, man. I remember we before the apocalypse, we would go out to parties. We had Rob Parker's party <laughs> and uh, some other people's parties there in Hollywood, living the life. And, yeah, yeah, it was fun. No, no more. It was good. Yeah. But you would you uh, get around of drinks. You'd order the most expensive thing at the bar. Typical West of the four hundred five Gascon. Well, if I'm paying Tip- for it, I might as well order it. Well, no, but then we would have to buy a round for you, and then you're like, yeah, I'll take uh, most expensive whiskey and all this stuff. You don't have to. That's that's the decorum. When out, if somebody buys you a round of drinks, you buy them a round of drinks. Wow. Well, you got that's how that works. You, you got me frozen cold raisin canes, and I got you a tomahawk steak. How about that trade off? Well, your tomahawk steak is the same temperature as the raisin canes. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> Thank you for that. You're like uh, you're, the, you're the assist man, right? You're the king of the you're, the. you're John Stockton back in the day. I'm Carl Malone with a hammer dunk for the Utah Jazz. Uh, all right, uh, moving on here, Gascon. <laughs> this is actually kind of funny. Forty-seven percent of men experience this daily. What is it? Ooh. Uh, <laughs> this is something I associate more with like junior high school or high school. Um, 47%. Oh. <laughs> Don't go there. Come on. Um, Don't go there. I'm trying to think of what else then. Um, I don't know. You, uh, you, want, you want to go there? Go there. Yeah. No. Um, I think uh, uh, the uh, little self gratification there is that where you're going, guess Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, forty seven percent of men experience a wedgie. Oh, daily. 
a day? How do you, if you're having a wedgie every day, can't shouldn't you buy some new underwear or something like that? Shouldn't you make a new investment? Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, especially depending on if you're wearing jeans or pants or tight shorts. What the fuck? Hmm, yeah, that's that's a little. Uh, all right, now this is a this is a weird one, and it kind of involves an advertiser. Uh, for for my show and for Fox Sports Radio. So 16% of people would buy a used one of these, while many people would say this is very disgusting. A bed. No, no, I mean, it's not. As long as a bed doesn't have blood or urine or uh, other bodily fluids on it, I think it's okay. But uh, no, 16% of people would buy a used electric toothbrush that's fucking gross man how disgusting is that right gross how horrible is that unless it's the electric ones and then you can buy the replacement well unless it's a quip new smart electric toothbrush i see what you did that's right and by the way a free spot i'll give them a free plug get quip.com slash maller right now there this is not a paid commercial i'm just uh i just remember i did to voice a commercial for quip and yeah it's a G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash Mallard. There's no way. 45 bucks. You get one of those Bluetooth top of the line, like the Maserati of the the toothbrush. It's pretty good. I, I would. How, isn't there a way, though, you could disinfect? I was like, it sounds disgusting, and why would you want to put that in your mouth? Because somebody else had it in their mouth. But if you go to the dentist, there's stuff that they reuse, and they are able to disinfect it. So you just wouldn't you just have to figure out how to do that? Wait, how are you comfortable buying a used bed? Because you get piss and blood and sex. Well, I, I don't know. I don't buy used beds. I don't. But there is a market for them, right? If you go to those thrift stores, well, you're west of the 405. Those of us that live east of the 405, they have beds in there and stuff like that. You know? Do you get the bed bugs too? Like, there's a lot of things that. Well, not every bed has bed bugs. Yeah, I know, but you'd still have everything else that could be on there. Ay, ay, ay. All right, uh, let's do a few more of these, and then we'll get out of here. Why not? Uh, there's other things to do. We have the Sunday podcast as well. Uh, let's see here. All right, I think we had this one before, but I don't remember, so maybe you don't remember either. 37% of people regularly do this at the dinner table compared to only 10% 20 years ago. And we had this a while back, but you want to take a guess? Um, I'll say play on their cell phone. No, it's at the dinner table. Yeah. No, it's uh, eat on paper plates. Oh, we did have that one. You know, I ate, yeah, I ate, I ate on paper plates 20 years ago because I was, you know, single guy living in an apartment in Hollywood. And I, I actually didn't eat much on paper plates, but when I was at home. I'd eat them. I actually just would eat at the fast food wrapper, you know, the KFC box or the Wendy's wrapper, you know, whatever I was eating, the Arby's wrapper. I think you said uh, like when you were on the East Coast, you just eat out of the pizza boxes, right? Oh yeah, I I I had a ninety hour I think it was a ninety hour fast when I was in Boston and doing some stuff at EI and I ordered a large large cheesesteak pizza from oh. a local pizza shop in Boston. I ate the entire thing. That's I loved it. Oh my god! The great thing about a, a a sixty or seventy or eighty hour fast is you can eat whatever you want. Right when you're done, it's an amazing thing. All right, eighty eight million Americans now own this and use it daily. What is it? Apple Watch. It is technology, but it's not an Apple Watch. You want to take another guess? Um, man. How about Apple earbuds? Uh, no, a smart speaker. Oh, I I don't do that. You do that? No. Are you a smart? Yeah. Was it Alexa or whatever? Is that what that is? Right? Yeah. 
I don't yeah, I don't do that. Yeah, I'm not interested in that. Yeah. I did change my phone the other day, though, on Siri. I didn't realize you can do this. I don't know if you've done it. I changed the language, though, or accent to British. Oh, that, she sound cooler when you're around women. You're like, hey, I'm educated. I have the British accent on my phone. No, when I ask, you want a cup of tea? When I ask Siri for directions, she gives me navigation and you know the British accents. It's pretty hot. Yeah. Why don't you change it up? Why don't you mix it up so other languages, or other accents around the the globe? Well, there's a that? there's a handful of them. There's British. There's Australian. Oh, Australian's good because Australian and New Zealand are pretty much the same. Yeah, same thing. I haven't. Uh, I just did it though. So. All right. Well, good for you. Uh, let's do a I got a couple more. A lot of us think doing this while we work is good for us, but a new study says it is not. Mm. Multitasking. Uh, no, sitting on an exercise ball. Yeah, we don't get people that do that at Fox. No, no. They would sit on a stack of turkey sandwiches is what they would do and eat them while they're sitting there and they go lower and lower and lower and lower and how low can I do? And then get the leftover food into the keyboard. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the mayonnaise and the, the Miracle Whip and all that. All right. According to about 10% of men, this is one of the sexiest professions a woman can have. You're a single guy, guess, guy. What, this woman you're dating has this. You're all turned on. You think this is an amazing job for the ladies. Lawyer. No. Actually, I've heard that men don't like lawyers because they, you know, they're a little intimidated by that. Want to be challenged? I think it's sexy. What is it? I think it's sexy because lawyers are rich and, you know, well, not all. Actually, most lawyers are poor, but a successful yeah. female lawyer who's good at her job. You know, yeah. one of those one of those ambulance chasing lawyers that are on billboards all over L.A. Yeah. Come yeah. on, man. Yeah. Uh, it's an I.T. job. Oh, an I.T. job. Yeah. yeah. There's some that I've that I've met. They're pretty hot. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. You'll never be without Wi-Fi if you date a beautiful lady that knows about the IT. But not only that, they're pretty wealthy, too. Tech is tech is there. Can be. Yeah. Can be. Can be well. At least they're not as much in debt as opposed to lawyers that are passing the bar, graduating law school. I mean, you got to be upper echelon as an attorney before you, you're making some serious cheese. Yeah, you got to pay your dues and... I mean, it's the numbers are amazing. I don't know if the numbers are the same, but as of a couple of years ago, it's about eighty thousand people a year that take the bar. You love that stat. I do. It's a great <laughs> stat. Eighty thousand a year, yeah. and about seventy five percent actually pass. Oh man, that's a lot. Isn't that a lot? You think it'd be harder to pass, but seventy five percent pass the bar, and that means every year there's sixty thousand new lawyers. I love that stat because. You know, in radio, there's a million people that want to be in radio, but there's not a million people that qualify to be in radio every year. There's people right. who graduate from college, and they have to pay their dues, and they want to get a radio show, and they, uh, they'll start a podcast or try to find a niche somewhere and all that. But 60,000 lawyers, and like when you start as a lawyer, I've had uh, my buddy, one of my buddies, his kid's a lawyer in New York, and it's like you do all the busybody work. Yeah. You do all the bullcrap work, and you do it for years hoping to move up. And then, and then when you get to the top, you don't do any of that. You just have other people that do it for you. And it's a circle of life. But just the process of getting in alone, you know, here in California and in New York, the bar is a multiple day exam, two, three days. And you're spending at least a minimum of $1,000 to take the California state bar. If you do it online, I think it's 1200 So there's a lot of money that's getting dumped just into taking the exam. 
you better pass the first time. Yeah. Uh, you ever thought about being a lawyer, Pat, taking the bar and be like, you should be like that guy. Uh, what was the guy? Frank uh, Abigail or whatever. Remember the catch me if you can yeah. guy? Leonardo DiCaprio is Frank Abagnale. Yeah. But the real guy, like, passed the bars, allegedly, and wasn't actually a... He didn't even study for it. He didn't go to school, law school. He, Frank Abengale, I think a- Abengale, yeah. He was a CPA. He was a, he was an attorney and was also a doctor and a pilot, apparently. And he's had, like, a 30-, 40-year career at, at the FBI, right? Yeah. They, they brought him in as an advisor on fraud because he was so good at... But it was really easy back in those days, though, with the fake checks and all that. I mean, you could really pull it off and the limited police camera presence and things like that. Oh, yeah. Routing the checks from the East Coast to the West Coast and vice versa. He had it down pat. Yeah, that was a good movie, Catch Me. That's an old movie now, but that was a good movie, Catch Me If You Can. I like that. Yeah, DiCaprio and Tom Hanks. I think it was just a good movie because it's a good story. Yeah, a great story. It's a wonderful story. Yeah. You know what I'm pissed at? One of my favorite books, The Magic Christian, which would be a wonderful movie. They made a movie like in the 70s. It's the worst fucking movie ever. <laughs> and it's a great story. And they, they just butchered the movie. And it pisses me off because they make so much crap in Hollywood. I don't make anything right now. But it, if you redid that movie, wouldn't that be a great movie if you get the right actors? And a billionaire testing out that you know there's nothing so terrible and uh, you know inappropriate and taboo that you wouldn't do if the money's right yeah well it's a great story it's a one i mean i mean it's and this was the the the, the book the magic christians was about so if you had to do a movie now about a billionaire gates elon musk mark cuban bezos who would you want to see a movie about yeah, I, I think the most interesting is the the Tesla guy. Yeah, because uh, his his you know, he's doing some crazy crap like wiring of the brain and stuff that's just like Terminator, cyborg. You know, he's all in. And it's amazing if it works. It's like it's one of those weird things about life. Like if it works, it's like man, that's amazing. You, know, you think about people that are in wheelchairs that can't move, and if you can wire the brains a certain way, you can move. And then the blind people that have never been able to see, and they think there's a way that you can wire the brain, and these people will be able to see. And you're like, wow, that's great. But then you think about what that technology uh, from from Mr. Musk there could could do. The other thing, I mean, it, it could go the wrong way, right? I mean, that's the th- problem with technology, right? The, the uh, the nuclear technology is great unless people you don't like has it, and then it's suddenly not so great. You know, it's like one of those deals. So yeah, I saw that loud and proud in a social dilemma that uh, Netflix documentary that talked about the connectivity of social media with Mark Zuckerberg and yeah you know, Facebook and all these social media applications that trace you, track you, and manipulate how you consume social media well it's like that old idiom all these old idioms come true i like these old idioms but one of them remember be careful what you wish for they just might get it yeah be careful what you wish for and it sounds so great social media but there's a there's a dark side to it. there's a cd t- side to it for sure all right we got to get out of here yes guess gun yes. all right we got to put the baby to bed i uh, have a great saturday remember benny versus the penny every single nfl game against the spread it's a youtube show now it, when you down you can watch it on youtube click the thumb up that helps us out um and i know the numbers have been pretty good here we're getting more people every week to watch it we're trying to build that thing out it's not through a big corporation it's just us 
us doing it. We don't have any ad budget. We have the links on the on there. But tell people about it. If they're into football, I want to hear a little gambling information on every game. Marginal handicapping. Benny versus the Penny. Cameo.com as well. All social media. And that's that. We'll put the baby to bed. Have a great day. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex.